What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kung Fu Super Bros Podcast, the number one podcast for Kung Fu, martial arts, movies, and pop culture. All right, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Everybody good? Everyone's good. Say Pretty what's good. up, John. Hey, what's up? Enrique? What's up, everyone? Steve, uh, Super Producer Stevens? <laughs> hey. And again, my name is Ivan, guys. And look, I have a very important question to start this podcast off today. Like, super important. I think it might make or break this podcast, which is episode number what, guys? Uh, five. Five, man. We're going. Enrique, did you eat something before you came today? Um, <laughs> no, but I'm prepared. Okay, okay. I don't know what that means, but he didn't eat. I, have, I, have, I brought snacks with me. <laughs> All right, I hope All right. so. All right, I, I hope so too. I, I hope you're in a better mood, and maybe the movie puts you in a better mood. So I, so I, have, to, I, have, to, I have to say, when okay. I left, I felt like I didn't have a great performance last week. Um, um, I was uh, hangry, so. I felt like I needed to treat myself on the way home, so I stopped by uh, In-N-Out. Nice. Animal fries or no animal fries? No animal fries, but I did something different this time. Ooh. So Dutchman? I got two orders of fries, so on my way home, you know, I knocked out one of the orders of fries, and then when I got home, I, I had a full order yeah, of fries. Yeah, I, I get you. There is something amazing about In-N-Out fries out of the bag any as you're fries. driving any back fries when you're driving it's yeah back amazing. fries are bomb you're right you're right uh, anybody McDonald's, else same thing anybody else partake in the back fry oh yes yeah for sure. <laughs> oh yes so i like your you might have thought of something new so hey guys when you get two orders of fries from now on <laughs> please make sure you uh spend that money our way now hey we do record these podcasts ahead of time and the reason we do that is because we are all adults and we have jobs and stuff like that hey if you guys keep rating us and keep giving us good reviews and we can make this our full-time job we will make these live for you please but today something happened in the morning that um again it's always 1990s in my head. So it was a sad morning this morning when I found out that rapper DMX um, passed away this morning. Um, he had been in the hospital for a few days, but he officially died today, um, which what is the date on this one? Uh, it is April, April 9th. Um, but again, um, you guys will hear this later. Uh, but I just wanted to say, man, I got to tell you, for about a year and a half, this guy probably had the greatest rap year and a half ever uh, known to man. He's came out with a 1998 with it's dark and hell is hot. 1980, 19, sorry, 1998. It's dark and hell is hot. 1998 flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood and 1999. And then there was X. So in a year and a half, he dropped three platinum albums that were amazing. And he had other songs after and stuff like that too. But again, I don't think he ever reached the, the height that he did at that time. But, um, loved me some DMX. Uh, he's still in my workout. Um, uh, mix for sure. And also I've gone to a lot of concerts and honestly, hip hop concerts. Yeah. Kinda whack. Just, yeah. Like they're, they're not all very good at the like life performance of it, but DMX was amazing. He was really good. Saw him multiple times. And when he does slipping live, really, really good. But um, gentlemen, favorite DMX song, something you guys listen to DMX fans, yay, nay. What oh, do you think? I, um, my favorite DMX moment is when they stop him. I don't know you know where he's at, but it's Christmas time and they ask him, hey, do you do Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? And he starts going off, singing the song, doing all the parts. It's amazing. I played that this Christmas. It's at a radio station. He does it for a radio station because it's Christmas time. Yeah, really, really <laughs> awesome. If you've not seen that, check it out on YouTube. It's pretty amazing. Hey, did you listen to DMX at all? I did. What's the one with the, with the badass beat? 
A lot of them. Not to be dumb. Swiss Beats was. Those are all my favorite. Okay. Swiss Beats, man. I mean, like the guy, it's in his name. His name is Swiss Beats, guys. He knows what he's doing, but just him and DMX together. But you're like, those first three albums were him and Swiss. And you're right. There was a lot of songs with just those beats were awesome. And again, his, his voice, his tone, everything was really, really good. Stevens, DMX man. Yes, no. Uh, yes. X gonna give it to you. X is gonna give it to you, which I also think is a Fast and the Furious song, if I'm not mistaken, is it not? I think it's, um... Probably. Or is it another it's car on that movie? Oh, I don't know. It might be. Let I me thought look. it was on it. Check it out. But yeah, that's a good one. X is gonna give it to you. It's a good one. But yeah, uh, if I had to pick a favorite for myself, guys, <sighs> Slippin' is probably is my favorite. There's just something about that song. He cries when he performs it live. Um, I gotta see it multiple times, and it, it was just really, really amazing. But sad day, um... It sucks. It sucks because he was only 50 years old. Doesn't mean that he was going to continue to make music, but just as a human being, he was 50. Was he going through some shit here lately <sighs> or recently? Well, if you remember, I text both of you guys, actually, when he did the verses with Snoop Dogg. Yeah. I was really excited because he looked healthier. He looked a little chubbier because he's been battling with drugs back yeah, and forth. Yeah, yeah. So he looked a little bit better. So I kind of got excited. thought he was doing well. Um, it, it's, I'm sure that, you know, it, it, it's those demons, man. Sometimes they're hard yeah. to beat for sure. Right. But, um, just nah, it was, it was one of those that for sure. I was like, oh man, it bums me out. But it also, does it, is it kind of weirding you guys out that the older we're getting again, we're all over 40, the older we're getting the more people that you like grew up with in the sense of like watched yeah. or heard or whatever are passing away. Does that kind of freaked you out a little bit already. I don't know if it freaks me out so much. I, it is. It's sad. I will tell you the one that hit me. Um, and he wasn't a young man, but when Stan Lee passed away, um, I was at work and one of my one of my coworkers said, Hey man, did you hear? I'm like, No, what's up? He's like, Hey, Stan Lee passed. And I was like, What? And um it's just it's it's sad to see people that made some sort of impact in your life. And it doesn't always have to be um a celebrity. I mean, some of our some of our family members are getting older, and so there yep. is that there's that thought in the back of your head like oh man like i should probably appreciate the people that are around me and the people that i like a little more because they they may not always be here and if you actually have a connection with that person or know them and maybe that's something you should tell them more often and i think in stan in stan lee's case maybe too even though he was an older person he's connected to your childhood because you fell in love with comics at a young age right even before like stan lee since i was a very small kid he was the voice the narrator for spider-man and his amazing friends and so i knew the voice of stan lee before i ever saw the face and it wasn't only uh, until i became a, a big comic fan that i learned oh stan lee did all of this and and uh so you knew him as a voice i knew him as a voice i knew him, again this 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 sounds crass but it's he's like literally the voice of god in that in that universe right in that in those cartoons and so there was something about about that that really hit me when when he passed away and but i've told i i've told my students this and i've told just people i said um like we really shouldn't make we we we, sh- we can have heroes but you shouldn't hold them to a so high a regard you should make heroes of the people that are closest to you and even then they may disappoint you somehow mm. but it's it's how you respond to that and how they maybe grow as a people that endears them more to you Ooh. anybody for for you Enrique? anybody that kind of like you know yeah i oh, mean well <laughs> yeah yeah for me it was kobe and it's one of those things where you don't realize how much of an effect they had on you until they're gone until something like that happens Especially so unaccepted. Yeah. Unexpected. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, because you don't know these people and you've never met them. So you don't ever think, oh, uh, you don't, you just don't have that connection. Right. But when he died, man, it, it definitely did something to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, Kobe, Kobe was one for me that, I mean, I'm not afraid to say it. I, I wept, you know, more than once just thinking about it. And I think a lot of it too, was the, the fact that his daughter was with him. Yeah. You know, that was, that was rough. Uh, 10 people daughter. in total. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, the other people. So yeah, that one hit me hard. And, but like I said, I, I never expected that, but when it happened and after the fact, I'm like, ah, dang, I, he meant more to me than I realized. And I don't even want to think about like other, it has made me think of other like athletes in my case, where if I ever hear or that day comes, ah, okay. Oh, it's going to be rough. Yeah. Um, but again, it's not like, it's like John's, I mean, it's like compared to family. I mean, that uh, doesn't compare it. So I think it's different, you know, obviously in so it, many other it, ways. It's but. different, but it's also one of those things where like really thinking about it, like how much time did you spend watching Kobe? How much time did you spend reading Stan yeah. Lee's comics? How much time did I spend listening to DMX and other people? It just they definitely to be, make an impact different. in yeah, your yeah, life yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's it's impactful and yeah. it, it impacts your life in the way where when they're gone and in Kobe's case, too way too early yeah. unexpected um yeah it, it, it hits you and you said you were a senior in high school the year you got drafted into the league right is that what it was i was <clears throat> i was a sophomore whenever he came out of high school oh, okay okay so yeah. i was probably yeah junior, junior or senior when he came into the league crazy man wow yeah. you're a laker fan through it yeah, through, so yeah, you went through sure. the whole thing that's so yeah. stevens anybody um not not anybody that hit really hard, but just like almost every day that there's somebody. Mm. I think it's just the frequency of things now of people you grew up with watching, um, watching on TV or listening yeah. to and you just hear it more and more now. And that's always a the reminder of I am also getting older. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's that um, it does seem like it happens. It happens. Yeah. It just we're older. We pay more attention. I or? think we're older. So those people that we looked up to and grew up with are also yeah. much older and life happens. So I think when I realized when I realized I was getting old is when I guys I saw get drafted into <laughs> leagues were retiring. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. That's when I knew I'm getting up there. <laughs> no, I, I saw a post on uh, Instagram earlier today and it said, it was a guy in a museum, like a computer museum. And he's, uh, you know, you're old when the computer you used as a kid mm. is inside the museum. <laughs> yeah. Right? Y'all remember floppy disks? That's disc? true. Yeah. That's, Jeez, that's man. That's way true. Floppy disks. <laughs> like, that was crazy. Oh, and just a little quick uh, note. Uh, well, Steven's I have a segue yeah, for yeah, you. you yeah. So, um, uh, X going to give it to you is from Cradle to the Grave yeah. 2, where Jet Li is in. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in pursuit of DMX, which is kind of cool. But also more recent is Deadpool. Oh, it was that is what it is. Is that where you? Yeah. He's that's on the right. freeway. Yeah. Right. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So it's Look that whole that, scene man. right there. Yeah, yeah. that's cool so. stuff. But okay. So did you guys, a real quick question, just because we were thinking about uh, the remember, I remember a floppy disk from getting computer class in middle school, or sorry, not even middle school, it was a junior high. 
and it was taught by i think the oldest person on the campus at the time <laughs> so it was really interesting but like i remember she made the biggest deal about touching that center ring yes. on the floppy disk yeah. like that was murder man you could not do that but like did you guys get your computer classes and stuff in, in, in junior high or middle school or I, th I think I remember floppy disks from elementary. <laughs> All right, you're the young one of the crew. We get it. No, but <laughs> 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 because I had mine in kindergarten. How about you, old? Well, then I become five years younger because uh, last time I checked, we we're the same age. I know that's what I'm saying. Wow, you guys were ahead of the game. Well, but I think well because I remember a class. This would have been in third grade, and they were there was a game, a computer game. And you know those were like basic as can be. What was your computer game? You know, because I know what computer game I played. I know the one I played. Yeah, Which, what was now, it? Bro. What was it? I played Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail, baby. <laughs> no, I think everybody it, dies of dysentery. Yeah. Let's go, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was that, but I, I, I want, I want to say it was on a floppy disk. Was it my second favorite computer game when I was little? <laughs> what? Where in the world? It's Carmen, it's Carmen San Diego. That's a good one too. I. I would be making it up if it was. Oh, Let's just say man. for the sake of the podcast, that's that it. it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, but you don't remember what game it was. I don't remember. It was it was some basic game. It, it probably was like a math thing where they kind of taught you math. Math blasters. Something. It was something Actually, like little no fact, Math Blasters is the reason why Stevens became a math teacher. So just in case you guys didn't know, it's all because of Math Blasters. All right. That's crazy. So third grade. Yeah, yeah. Wow. What about you? Um, I had, in my junior high, was a weird class because it was computers, but it was also woodshop. And so... <laughs> that that's, is kind of weird. It, 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 and so it wasn't called woodshop. It was called tech. Okay. And so... Um, Quick question for you, Barca. Were the computer, was the computer lab in the woodshop? Yes. Right. So imagine, imagine, so the imagine a woodshop died immediately because no, no, no. of all that dust. <laughs> it was split in half. So, so all the all the the scroll saw and the band saw, like those are all on one side, and then they had these giant bay doors, so they would open those up. Okay, okay. Um, I am was horrible at the woodshop part, although now I appreciate it, and but I took super quickly to to the computer part. And they had a Dude. dot matrix printer <laughs> and, and an old CCD camera. So what I figured out really quick using these, this desktop publishing stuff, I could make wanted posters and post them around school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I got in trouble. They're like, you can't bully the kids by putting up wanted posters for being a wiener. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. But I'm like, he sat for the picture. Like, uh, but yeah, so, but, um, where in the world is Carmen San Diego, Oregon Trail. Yep, yep. Um, like two or three years ago, I went to a video game show in Pomona and they had old Apple II computers in there. And these kids would be like, oh, this is an Apple. And they would kind of touch the mouse and not have Ew, any idea what gross. to do. <laughs> and, but it had it had the large floppy though. What is it? The the five, the five and, and a half. Five and a half and five and a quarter. quarter. Yeah. And so I... I literally just, I, I took the floppy, I plugged it in. I was like, oh, no, we got to flip it. So I flipped it. I, I booted into it. And all of a sudden, I was playing Oregon Trail. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I almost made it. Did you die of dysentery? I died. No, I didn't die of dysentery. I think I died in the river. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> but I almost made it. Optimus Prime almost made it to the West Coast. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Steve, what about you? Did you take computer classes when you were young? Uh, no, not that I recall. I don't even think we had 
I don't think I don't know if typing was an option or not. Like, well, and if it was, it was typing. It was not computers. Years. We had Apple twos in elementary, whoa, whoa, whoa. but that was like, um, you know, you get your one day a month in the lab or whatever because every class yeah, gets to go in memory there. Of being in this computer class, yeah, it wasn't a lot. And then like, I never really took typing or anything. I've always had to learn that on my own. So I don't know. The worst part with us, it was it was one of those computer labs that surrounded the class and then the desks were in the middle. But because obviously the school wasn't prepared for computers, it made the class really, really small. And our teacher had you would get her butt in your face like constantly in that class. That's what I think I remember. All the guys would always talk about, man, she did it again, bro. <laughs> it was every single day because there was no room in between the desk. So she would be like scooching in to like get stuff. You're like, pop, pop, pop. You're yeah. like, really, man? Come on now. And again, she was the oldest teacher on the campus. So just like, it, was, it wasn't anything that kids dreamed of at all. It was one of those for sure. But oh, so I was at a Oh my, I think it was a birthday party. I can't even remember. And this young kid came out of a car and she had a huge maroon floppy hat on. And I was like, ha, look, I found Carmen San Diego. Nobody laughed around me. <laughs> it was a great joke, man. I know that if you guys were there, I would have laughed. laughed because she yeah. had that hat. She had the Carmen San Diego hat on. And I know everybody was like, oh, y'all didn't play computers when you were growing up. <laughs> I guess I'm but the wasn't it a cartoon afterwards? Wasn't there a yeah, show? Yeah, there was, there was. There was a game, a show, game show, a cartoon. I remember the oh, cartoon. yes, the game show. I don't remember the game show, but. Oh, was it on Nickelodeon? No, the game show was on PBS. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was actually with Rockapella. Yeah, with Rockapella. And uh, they had had this, this very catchy theme song. And dude, I always. Where in the world is uh -huh. Carmen San Diego? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Okay, I, I always wanted to be part of it. And so I didn't know that. I, I literally just learned this this week that in order to be on the show, you had to, number one, know about geography, but they had you take a written test Ooh. to prove that you could. You knew the answers, and you also had to have some sort of personality in order to be on television. So that I was, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> and it's not the geography; it's the personality part. Come on now, man. Let's you stop it. What about okay? As a kid, did y'all want to be on Double Dare? Yeah. Yes, I did. Yes, man, I wanted to be on Double Dare. No, no, no. no. I would rather be uh, Double Dare was awesome. Okay. I would rather say. be on Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> really? Yes. Keeping it to your Mexican Mexican roots. Yeah, like that's why. Well, okay. I've seen that show. That was around when we were little. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. No. I don't remember that. I, I that, my like my kid. I saw it on Nickelodeon. When my kids were watching or something. I didn't know that was around when we were there. That was the one where it's kind of like. It's like a fake archaeology slash team. It's like Double Dare, but it's in Double Dare temples slash Indiana Jones. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, there it is. Mm -hmm. There's a connection. It has nothing to do with the Mexican roots. It has to do all with Indiana Jones. Hot take. <laughs> Abarca, favorite Indiana Jones movie. Go. Uh, of the Lost Ark. Oh, okay. which has the greatest <laughs> intro to any movie ever. Oh, that's where me and Abarca disagree a little bit, but okay, it is a good. It is. It is very good. Who's in that in that intro? Uh, you've got, first of all, you've got Indiana Jones himself, yes, Harrison Ford, yes, yes. but you also get a very young Alfred Molina. Yes. Is that what, which one is that? That's the very first one. Okay. And then Alfred Molina became Doc Ock many years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, have you watched the I Indiana have. Jones? All of them? All three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once again, just like Star oh, Wars, just, there's, there's only, only three. three. Yeah, the Although prequels, next year, Star Wars, and then... Next year, Indiana <laughs> Jones 5. They just, they announced it today. Ah. Oh. Really? Yep. Harrison Ford? 
That's right. He's like, get off my bus. (laughs) (laughs) Which... Did you did you like the Indiana Jones movie? I mean, show. Sorry, the TV I, show. Dude, I love that show. You know yeah. why? Because it was a learning show. Yeah, that's why you loved it. Oh yeah, dude, You're it was such a nerd. I, it was weird. it was cool though, dude. I liked it too. It was it, 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 basically, if you don't know, Indiana Jones had a television. First of all, Indiana Jones is a movie from the eighties <laughs> and nineties. Wait, 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 wait. So, Enrique, did you have you watched them? I yeah yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, wow. watch him. He lying, man. No, he trying to be cool. He trying to be they cool. Might, go get a snack. <laughs> get your snacks. They might have been on at my house. Maybe I wasn't watching the whole time, but they've been on. Okay, but you, as as you're in this new like you you getting into movies again, you have not rewatched them. No, no. Okay, I, I would I would I would tell you when you have some time, man. I watched those with we my kids. We talked about. I did watch the first one. Remember, I, recently we talked about it. Oh, I don't remember this. We even called each other on the phone to talk about it, and I think it's somebody else. Are you cheating? No, on it was wow, you. Guys. What kind of uh... <laughs> He had to look people. No, but so you rewatched the first one, okay? And what yeah. you think? Uh, no, they're yeah, they're fun, dude. I, I yeah. love three. I love Sean Connery. I love the whole Holy Grail. I I, I really did. Jehovah's is there, the is there Nazis in one of them? There's Nazis in all, all of them, Nazis. except the Russians and the one that showed up in the name. That would not, would not be talked about. And I don't care what the refrigerator did. I definitely watched the first one recently. Okay. And they're fun. With the big ball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it OG made me want to be an archaeologist when I was little. To find thought, out what an archaeologist yeah. was? <laughs> Yes, I was like, dude, you get a whip, bro, and a cool hat, <laughs> like, you know. And then I was like, wait, you do what? Like, when you start looking into your college things, and you're like, wait, no, I don't want to be an archaeologist. I'm, I'm good. I'm cool. <laughs> but yeah, an OG made me want to be an archaeologist. So you should go back. You should go back and watch those for sure. But yeah. that show was pretty cool. I, I did enjoy the show on that. Yeah, one too. And, and so the premise of it, Indiana Jones was this. These are the young Indiana Jones adventures. So you see Indiana Jones as a, as like an eight or nine year old boy, and then you see him as a teenager. And so, um, Indiana Jones, like Forrest Gump, meets all these historical figures. And so, <laughs> Indiana Jones and his dad are in Mexico, and it just so happens that the Mexican Revolution is happening. So, Pancho Villa kidnaps Indiana Jones, and Indiana Jones helps Pancho Villa. And they're all yeah. like that. Yeah, like it's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, and he, uh, Harrison Ford got to be in one episode, and oh, it was okay. during the filming of The Fugitive. So it's Indiana Jones and he has the fugitive beard. Oh, okay. The, the John Kimball beard. Uh-huh. And so he's hiding out in, uh, in a cabin and it's an episode based around jazz. So it's, it's weird. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you have, some, if you have time, I would give those, go kind of go back into them because they're, they're a lot of fun. Those movies are really enjoyable. I rewatched them with my kids, with my son, and he enjoyed them. Yeah, I remember, you know, cool. yeah, I remember the first one. I mean, it's... It, it, it holds up for sure. Now, have they made a fourth one? No, nah, that one didn't hold up as much. But what's yeah. the one with the? Is that the one with Shia LaBeouf? Why don't you shut your mouth, boy? <laughs> <laughs> it yes. stops after the third one. Actually, no. It's he's coming back next year. He's coming back in this one. That's right. Oh, he's coming back in it too. I'm pretty sure he is. No, I. Dude, we're we're on the podcast today, guys. I'm gonna say no to that. I don't think he's coming back for the fifth one. You're saying Shia LaBeouf. I think he's in a better place now. I don't think I don't. I, it's not he's a good actor. No, yeah, no, no, it's nothing to do with that. I'm just saying I, I don't. I think people like crapped on that fourth one so much that I don't know if they're going to bring him back. It's, I, but I think that there, this one's going to be like we have to redeem. Ah. We have to redeem Mutt. We have to Mutt, show you. Every, you know, this is what the movie should have been. Ah. And what happened to that movie? Do you know? Like, was it? Was it like it just? 
didn't get made the way the writer wanted it to? Do you do you have any idea? About just, that? I I feel that um, it was it's just too long, right? It or it was too too long a period between ah, yeah. part three, which is an amazing center. He the movie literally ends with everybody riding into the sunset, right? Perfect ending, yeah. mm-hmm. and then they're like, you know what? We've got. I don't know if it's because of rights issues or they're like, we need to make another one, and so they finally keep. I, one thing you're gonna find out when as you get older time just compresses more so to us it seemed like you know a very very long time for indiana jones to come back but i bet you for for spielberg for lucas for mm. for um harrison ford like they were like okay cool let's do it mm. it's perfect i got you know i need a new house let's do this vacation <laughs> <laughs> okay okay oh, cool. interesting all right well hey uh question speaking of computer games um uh where how is your 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 delve into computer gaming going, Enrique? Because you recently, like, speaking of nerds, um, Enrique's over here throwing that word around, and he's like, ooh. But um, how's that been going, man? It's been going good. I mean, it's been fun. I think uh, it opens up a whole new world that you, once you get in, once you get into it, you realize, like, man, I've been kind of missing out. So, uh, yeah, it's been good. We kind of, the family as a whole kind of convert, converted into uh, PC gaming and uh everyone seems to be enjoying it so it's been good yeah yeah I'm, you're 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 yeah part my, of my son community. recently jumped onto it too he's all about this esports into next year he's going into high school and he's really excited about it so i told him i mean you don't get to play overwatch with the controller like they can yeah. practice with the controller but the matches you have to be on keyboard and mouse so i'm like you might as well get to it yeah so. it's, it's it's a different it's a different feel for sure with the Games I play, I still play on controller because I'm too old and I really don't care about getting good with piece, uh, keyboard and mouse. Um, I'm not going pro anytime soon. so Not with that attitude. <laughs> so I just uh, continue doing what I, what I know. Um, and, but yeah, it's, it's good. It's fun. And, you know, it, it's a PC. So it's not just, it's not just a gaming console, you know, so kind of. That's what's good about it. And I think they, I, I don't know too much about it yet, but I know like some of these games, you can get mods that changes stuff in the games okay. that you can't do on consoles. So um, a lot of people enjoy that aspect of it. I haven't really messed with that, but but yeah, it's been good. Uh, and it's, a, it's an expensive habit to get into though, yeah? Uh, I, yeah, I, I guess. I, uh, <laughs> you guess? Didn't you have to pay extra for uh, for some graphics card or something? I, I uh, no, I. It, it was a gift. I didn't to yourself. To <laughs> I'm not part of the top forty. Uh, under forty. Under forty, but uh, but uh, yeah, I don't uh. No, it's uh, you can go, you can make it expensive, but there's uh, levels. There's levels like anything to it. else, right? Oh, yeah, I get it. That's cool. Yeah, no, like it's it's just you know growing up console a console kid like right, and we never had like my parents never bought a computer when I was like in the house, you know that I had to purchase myself a computer, so never really got into it. And um, man, it's like time, like time, time is one of those things, right? Where it's like, do I have no time to do this? Do you this, remember this. what your first computer was that I purchased? Yeah, probably a Dell because I feel like Dells were hot. Do you guys when I was remember Compact? Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. That, that was, was my your first, first one. Yeah. Okay, from probably Radio Shack for me. Oh, from Radio, Radio Shack, Shack bro. Radio Shack was kind of dope. Radio I liked Shack Radio cool. Shack, man. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. had one hanging on here. Not that. Kinda... I bought my only Apple TV that I own at Radio Shack before it closed down. 
Because it was yeah. like a super duper sale. They're like, we got one of these. You want one? I was like, oh, yeah, I'll take that Apple TV. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> but anyway, that was my first PC, I remember. It okay. Was a, it was a piece piece of cacao, but... <laughs> what about you, John? What was your first computer? Um, I bought a Compaq Presario. Yes! Yeah, that's what um, mine was. <laughs> from Sears, because Sears was the only store that would give me credit Yeah. when I was like 18, 19? 13. 13 years old. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I and you bought that in a set of, of uh, Goodyear tires. Twenty-two years later, I <laughs> I was done paying for it. And oh my God, Stevens, what was your first computer? You uh, my my dad at home ha- actually brought one home so that my mom and my sister and I could learn to compute. My <laughs> <laughs> dad said it too. He's like, here's a computer. Learn how to compute. That's what so, he said but too. It was also a compact. Dang! So, I'm sorry, yeah. guys. I was not. I don't. I don't think I was part of the compact crew. The I'm first, sure the Dell. first one I bought for myself was a Dell. Yeah, because those were hot yeah. for a long time. Yeah, when I was in yeah, college, when I was bought my, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one first one I bought f- afterwards, after the fact, that was a Dell because those. That's all you could really do for a yeah. minute. It felt like they were taking over, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you talked about Best Radio Shack. Remember Circuit City? Yeah, <laughs> I bought. I bought a a Gateway. Was it a gateway? I think it was a gateway. The drugs. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> laptop. Okay, a gateway. A laptop. At Circuit City, because it was a question of a part at, of town. At Circuit City. <laughs> so, at Circuit City, gateway. Okay. So, and then, so if you lived in LA, though, you, and they closed down finally. Fries, right? Fries oh, is going oh, down. Fries they're, is done. They're going down, bro. Bro, yeah. So, was who's Micro Center? Is that the only thing? Best Buy? Best Buy. Best Buy. Right? I, I don't even know where I could find a Micro Center. Uh, there's one in Taft. Wait. Or Tustin. I was like, Taft, California? <laughs> Speaking of Tustin. Gateway. Tustin. Um, okay. But it's still open? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Interesting. But I think there's only like six in the country. So there's wow. micro centers, yeah. I've, I don't think, I've never been to a micro center. <clears throat> I only know about them because that's kind of like one of the few sp- uh, places that you can get like, all the PC components off the shelf. Because like, ah. Best Buy doesn't carry... Uh, like graphics cards yeah, or yeah. stuff like that. They're very minimal. Of all that stuff, uh, right? They only have like um, probably memory sticks. Just like a whole RAM. bunch of a whole bunch of stuff now at Best Buy. Oh, do they? That, that, don't, getting... that they don't well, have. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. so much different stuff that the like the electronic computer part of it's kind of going right. away, right? And the okay. micro centers they have everything. Like, you know what they did anything. have the other day when I went to Best Buy? What car stereos? I was like, yeah, they still, still have those. Yeah. <laughs> And like subwoofers and stuff, dude. Yeah. I was like, okay. People still steal stereos, you they, know? They still steal stereos? I was like, okay. Did you guys have a, did you guys, did you guys have the detachable face? Uh, yeah. Yeah, detachable face in my, in my car too. Did you yeah. guys, did Candy Wine have a detachable face at any point in time? Uh, Candy Wine was missing buttons. <laughs> Stevens, you never went detachable face? Um, no, not that I can recall because I never took the face off. I saw people, my friends did, but I didn't have it. Do you guys remember what was before the detachable face? The, the whole pull-out pull The whole pull-out. Because no, yeah. yeah. that was convenient for you to pull out your whole stereo. <laughs> it was so cool to walk around with it. How big mean? was that thing, do you think? Uh, it's Like the size of a... Yeah, literally, like this, like a bulky iPad. It was really like the size yeah. of a bulky iPad, man. Like iPad mini. Yeah. A bulky definitely. iPad mini. Half and, a box of cereal. Half a box of cereal. So, and it was kind of heavy, guys. And like, yeah. you would see people carrying it around because they didn't want their car stereo stolen. So, you know, <laughs> all my people that probably listen to this podcast, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. If you don't, uh, people still steal stereos, you know, car stereos, you know. Yeah, it still does happen. But then they moved on to the detachable face. 
And I was cool. When you would slip that into your pocket and you pull it out, like, oh, it's a detachable face. Yeah, the problem back in the day was cars didn't come with a decent sound system. So at all. all. And now now they do. So you can get away with just hooking up your iPhone to it. Plus, your kids don't want you bumping like DMX out of the back where they can't even like concentrate because it's blowing out their ears. That's probably another thing, too, as we get well, older, our right? our parents didn't either, but we did it anyway. <laughs> That's true. It was like yeah. bad chant that music came out of like real blown out speaker or whatever, right? Yeah. So it is surprising for people that still kind of go that route. But I guess it's just uh, now it's more the screens, I think, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Or but. just buy yourself a Tesla, right? Get the yeah. biggest screen on the market right there. So speaking of that, guys, uh, make sure you uh, keep sponsoring us, and uh, well, that'll come <laughs> come soon because we want to all have Teslas, guys. Uh, we'll we'll actually record our podcast inside of our Teslas if it's possible, <laughs> so we'll make it happen <laughs> for you guys. But hey, we're gonna talk about the movie for the week. I'm really excited to see what's going on. Uh, how did Enrique felt this week? So we'll be back after this break. soldier with no name, a warrior with supernatural skill, and no fear. On a mission of revenge against the army that massacred his people. things right, he must take on the Empire's most ruthless assassins and reach the enemy he has sworn to defeat. And we are back. This week's movie is Hero, starring Jet Li and a whole lot of other awesome people, including Donnie Yen and a few other amazing actors and actresses. But great movie. I'm excited to see where we're at this week. All right, Enrique. What'd you think? Before I start, do you want to tell us? Um... Oh, yeah, my bad. I'm so sorry. Let me rewind that. Uh, oh, here he goes. Hey, so, <laughs> John, tell us about this movie. Gotcha, man. Hero. It's only for uh, show, guys. From uh, 2002, uh, starring Jet Li, starring Maggie Chung, starring uh, Ziggy Zhang, starring Tony Lung, uh, and directed by Zhang Yimao. Uh, in this visually arresting martial arts epic set in ancient China, an unnamed fighter, Jet Li, is being honored for defeating three of the king's most dangerous enemies. When Nameless recounts his battles with the assassins, Broken Sword, Flying Snow, and Moon, the king begins to question some of the details. As Nameless goes on, the king challenges the tales, interjecting his own take on these perhaps suspect version of events. Just uh, make sure that we got that right. The third, uh, the, one of the assassins was actually Sky. 
It was Sky, Lady Snow, and Broken Sword. Yeah. Moon is, is Broken Sword's student. student. Yeah, yeah. So just make sure we get that. Yeah. Anything else, Marco? Um, Quentin Tarantino brought this movie to America. Uh, it here in the states, it re- it was released under Miramax. Um, the cinematographer, um did an amazing amazing job this is one of the first movies to actually use a digital intermediate if you've seen if you've seen this mm. movie the colors especially oh. when colors change in this movie mm-hmm. um were all tweaked digitally i think the first movie in america to do that was um uh the coen brothers movie um oh brother Walter. oh really yeah okay and so that's George Clooney, yeah, with the George Clooney okay, movie. Okay. So the what the digital intermediate allows is for you to actually target specific colors to make them as bright or as 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 vibrant as you <sighs> no can, joke. Yeah. as you want to make them. Um, after this movie, um, Zhang Jimao follows this movie up with House of Flying Danger, Daggers, mm-hmm. also starring um, Zhang Ziyi. Yeah. She was writing that that uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. So much so that night. on the cover of the American DVD, uh, she is right there next to Jet Li. And she isn't really like the second person, like the second, the, the co-star, you could say, in this movie. I would say she's like fourth, fifth. She's supporting Yeah, if we were like in making a list of who, who's important to the movie, she's down there for sure. But I think it was, again, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, I think blew people away. Um <laughs> That's one of those movies that, like, I think Bark and I were like, yeah, we've been telling you, like, <laughs> you know, but I think the, the rest of like at, at the time, people were like, oh, my gosh. All right. So. All right, Enrique. You're really excited to. I, I am. I am. To man. hear what I have to say. I about am. This I movie. am, Enrique. What do you got? What do you got for us? Yeah. I mean, I, I want to thank you guys for allowing me to watch a good movie. <laughs> you know. Yeah, we're within, back. Within the last three weeks, you guys. uh started me off well with the first two and then you kind of kicked me in the nuts with the next two and <laughs> now we're friends again <laughs> i would like to think that i did a splits and punched you in the nuts yeah, with yeah. The other two, but yeah okay yeah i love this movie man this uh i think the visuals uh are amazing uh the colors the vibrant colors you know the the different the big fights uh you can kind of narrow this down to you know the big fights in the movie uh, because the rest of it is just him telling his story of how he defeated the assassins. But like the first one with the rain, uh, oh, yeah. uh, you know, and then in the forest, the yellow forest, you know, <laughs> that turns red yep, yep. at the end. Um, yeah, man, it's, you know, and then we got a couple other big fights towards the end, but I loved it. I, I, you know, at the beginning, I think the, you definitely have to get used to the, the wire work. Um, because at least for me, you know, well, this is our, this is the fifth movie, you know, I'd never seen this movie, by the way, this, I watched it for the first time and you definitely, uh, it kind of hits, you know, it's kind of like, it, it's, it's just, it stands it's out. It's a little jarring. Yeah. Because we saw a little bit of it in 36 chambers, I want to say, but not very much. Um, of the other four movies we've watched, I don't remember. Uh, Bloodsport doesn't have anything like that. Uh, maybe in there's a little bit, yeah, in the in, movie we watched um, last week, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but the same thing, no, nothing, nothing crazy. Um, but but I I thought it, I mean, 
it it wasn't anything that bothered me. I was just like, okay, so it's this. This is what it's. I mean, I've known about this kind of stuff, um, the wire work fighting stuff, but uh, I don't know what else to say. I I I, lo I love this. I I really enjoyed it. I I was thinking about because it came out in the early two thousands, and this is about the time that I kind of my my love for movies kind of started. When I kind of started watching a lot of movies, and I completely missed this movie. Uh, I don't know if it just it wasn't re widely released. I was also living in the middle of nowhere at the time, so maybe that's why I missed it. But um, it would have been I think it would have been something that I would have watched, but I I never watched it. Um, it holds up. Yeah, it holds up. Uh, it's still it's well made. Uh, the pacing's fine. This is well made. Uh, everything about it is I really enjoyed it. Just little details here and there the fighting is 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 awesome and uh the colors i want to see this in 4k can i get it in 4k wow, please right i wonder if it's released again in, in 4K. i i i started streaming it off of hbo max and it um it, i don't think it's you know when you're streaming stuff sometimes yeah. it, you don't get the full effect but yeah if i see this in 4k somewhere man picking i'm, it up. I'm sure. picking it up because this these are one of the, those movies that would take full advantage of that and would be beautiful. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a good one. Nice. Okay. So Abarka, he, he's, he's back on baby. We got, we got him back. What do you think? What, what, what are some things that you like about this movie? Um, I think hands down, one of my favorite actors is Donnie Yen. Yeah. And Donnie Yen is sky in this movie. And, um, he is confronted by seven guards. So this whole movie is is uh, the story of um, the the Chin King and his attempt to unify all of China in in one land, as we find out in the movie. And so um, Donnie Yen has tried to assassinate the king, and because of this, seven guards are dispatched to try to arrest him or kill him but they are not at all uh, successful. And so, so much so that Donnie Yen, his weapon in this movie is a, a silver staff and without even unsheathing yeah. the, the- Little details like the that. The sword oh, part yeah. kicks the, the guard's asses, yeah. uh, bends their swords, um, and then he's confronted by, by Nameless or Jet Li. And so this, this scene, I, I wish they would release this more of that scene, just more behind the scenes of how this was made. <sighs> that um, wire work, yo. But beyond the wire work, um, this, the battle between Jet Li and Donnie Yen in this movie happens in their minds. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So they ask a musician, hey, can you play for us? Uh, because music is a lot like martial arts, it's a lot yep, yep. like the sword play. And so... Um, both opponents picture what this battle will be. <laughs> yep. And what does the cinematographer do? He, he cuts to that scene and he sets it in the sepia tone. Yeah. So yep. immediately, you know, that it's not <laughs> happening in real time, but it's, it's just the moves, the speed, speed that, that, that both of them have. I think Jet Li is of the, the, of the Asian actors to kind of come over. He's the one that I think sometimes gets the less love. Yeah. Because he's not, he wasn't in mainstream American movies. As far as I 
I remember. It started with Lethal Weapon 4, but he's a bad guy that gets beat up by Mel Gibson. But that, Donald Glover, so that's right? Jet Li. Oh, you said Donnie Yen. Sorry, Donnie Yen. Donnie, 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 Donnie Yen. Yeah, you're right. 110%. What has Donnie Yen done here? Super Producer Stevens, is there anything here while we're talking about it? Let's well, check it out. But well, anyways, the, go ahead. His biggest role in America is probably Star Wars. Uh, in, he's in Rogue, Rogue One. One. Yeah, in Rogue One. Yeah, but I'm thinking prior to that. I'm thinking when he was like I don't during so. this. I think they just brought the movies over. We get Iron huh? Monkey and, and, and other Donnie Yen movies. Yeah. Um, and so to see him in this movie and kind of do his thing, later on we'll see, once we watch Yip Man, you'll kind of see yeah. um, so his, his Tai Chi style. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, this scene, which is also another rain scene, like in our yeah, in yeah, yeah. Once Upon a Time in China, that you like that the yeah. scene in the rain. This happens in the rain, but um, but something th- about the dripping off the buildings, the rain. It's it's like a light rain, and the 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 sound the sound in the, it is also yeah, the sound design. Yeah. Is, it's 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 music. It's 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 almost like incidental music to mm. the fight scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I I. I love that. I love the color changes. I love <sighs> so the good. that this story is told from multiple points of view, mm-hmm. and they they're not all reliable narrators. They're not all reliable in what has happened. Well, oh, Stevens, you got something on Donnie Yen's mm-hmm. movies, real quick? What uh, do you got? Like biggest one is probably Star Wars, but he's in all the Ip Man movies, mm-hmm. Mulan more recently. Um, mm-hmm. What about like that night? Triple Triple X, The Return of Xander well, Cage. Yeah, he's in that. Uh-huh. But everything else is kind of um, just stuff that looks like it's been brought over. Blade Two. Oh, that yeah. yeah. So he's yes, he's part of the he's part of the 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 vampires. Oh, he's with um with the uh, Hellboy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's Ron with, Perlman. Ron Perlman. Oh, wow. And he and again he go he's underused in American movies. Ah, interesting. So, I so I can see why he doesn't want to be in all mm-hmm. these in all these movies. They're probably trying to throw money at him, but he's yeah. like, "What? How? How big is my scene?" And uh, I think he only worked on that because of Guillermo del Toro on Blade Two. On Blade Two, got it. Okay, all right. Okay, interesting. All right. So that one cool thing about I just got to add about that rain scene. I love how it's in in their mind, and I love that when the string breaks. Like they open their eyes, and then it and then it continues out of there. Like so so cool that. From the beginning, I'm like, whoa. And I, and I could see what you're saying. Like, like people a lot of times when they watch, like some people that I've talked to before always say like martial arts movies, especially that style, the, the, the wires. The Wuxia movies. Yeah, it's fake. So well, let me, movies what, are fake. But, and, and that's, okay, but let me, because exactly. I have a question about that. Yeah. Are we supposed to, are these guys, are these, are they human that train to gain these abilities or are they... Like superheroes in a way. How? What I think, are, how I think are we both, supposed to? I think the, the the martial arts allows them to transcend the 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 physical the 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 physical bonds of 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 Earth of of their bodies, and so for some, yes, it is. It, they become superheroes. Um, in uh, Thirty Six Chamber, mm-hmm. uh, when. Uh, yeah, you, when Gordon Liu first shows stuff. up, yeah, he the the abbot, yeah. knocks him back oh, yeah, with yeah. just with the power of his Hadouken. Yeah. yeah, with the Hadouken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think I just think it looks so. I just it's dope. Like I, but you gotta buy into it. Like you can't fight against it. Yeah, but I guess that, that, and that's what I was gonna say because John answered what I always answer too. They're like, well, it's fake. I'm like, well, all movies are fake. When a movie tells you it's based on a true, they're story, probably big wrestling fans too. Like but, but, WWF. Okay. Fans. Hey, hey, whoa! First off, watch him <laughs> out, bro. Whoa. Watch him out. Exactly. But that's a great point, right? Like, yeah. but you you want to? But let's say you're not a wrestling fan. Let's say you're all about MMA. That's real. I get it, bro. But when you see a movie and it says based on a true story, a true story, it's probably one percent true. Yeah. Like, 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 not, they're movies. They're they're fake. It's okay, right? I'm not. I don't think that that Jet Li can float across water or walk on water. But if you put me on wires, I'm not gonna look that graceful. Right. Like, you know what it is? It's just it's just a part of the movie. Yeah, they but, still make it look good. Ah, man, dude. Yeah. And hey, a little side note here, guys. You didn't know that. We get to see Jet Li's ass in this movie. Oh. Right? Just in your case of that. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, yeah. We If you don't remember that. And for some reason, wasn't as weird as Bloodsport. I'm just going to tell you that right now. <laughs> it was not as weird as Bloodsport. He probably didn't have maroon. Um, yeah, he did not have maroon chonies on. That he no, was no like chonies on this. One. And he didn't make this up. When, yeah. when you caught him seeing it, boy, he, just, he, did, he did not. He did not, dude. Okay. It was just, it was just like that's that. why I missed it. Then. That's, that's why you need the maroon chonies to let you know, right? Yeah. The tarantarans that were in maroon. All right. So, um, yes. So he now going back to the to the reliable in the in the like who's telling the story. Well, it's like every time he tells a story, it's different. Every time we see, like we hear what happens, it's different, but it's different on purpose because it's all part of what he's trying to accomplish at the end, which yeah. is to assassinate. But he doesn't. But that, and that's what's so beautiful about this movie. But why doesn't so what he? What was the intention? No, his intention was to go in there and murder this man. Okay. He had figured out the perfect skill that all he needed to do was yeah. to get in within 10 paces yes. to be able to murder. But when um, Broken Sword, if you remember, and we're skipping to like towards the end of this movie, yeah, but yeah, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. When Broken Sword writes two words on the sand. Yes. Arland. Yes. Yeah, yeah, right? He figures out, and through the study of calligraphy, he figures out what he has to do. That if he kills this man, they'll never be united as one. If he lets this man live, and please, if I'm wrong, this but is what why, I'm getting. So from why it. was he trying to assassinate him in the first place? Because why, why was Jet Li trying to assassinate yeah. him? Nameless. Yeah. Yeah. So name, namelesses was from the Zhao yeah. province of the Zhao land. His family was murdered. Okay. So by it was just the a revenge. It was a revenge. It's, thing. Yeah. And okay. so he trained for ten years to to learn this specific skill. And it's not until meeting Broken Sword that he figures it out. Yeah. And okay. also, if you remember, Lady Snow was also on a revenge trip, too. Yes. She Because yes. He, they killed her dad. Yeah. So Jet Li and, and Lady Snow kind of have revenge in their mind because of that. Right. But his big aha moment, and what, what again, I think is just beautiful at the yeah. end of this movie, is when he jumps and you think he stabs him, mm -hmm. right? And you figure, oh, but he does it for China. Mm -hmm. That's why he was buried as a traitor. But celebrated as a hero, I think. I think he yeah. even says yeah, that he at was the end killed, of the movie. He's killed as a tr for being a traitor. Yes, but buried as a hero. Buried as a hero. There you go. And and even that, like when they shoot all those arrows, like, geez, man, like, do so, we need that many arrows to make right. it happen? Right, God. But, but the silhouette's beautiful. Is that when he dies? Uh, the very he end. Yes, hit by a because million arrows, it's bro. A silhouette, because they're all in his body. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so all of all of the arrows that you don't see stand against the wall, Enrique. We're all gonna chuck shit at you, and whatever you don't see. Well, listen, he was that. flying through the air. Maybe the arrows didn't. You know, I think were... he knew he was gonna die. Mm -hmm. He knew. 
Yeah. Now this this movie's dope. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. very interested to see where you guys put this on your list. Ooh. Okay. Well, we're we're not there yet, but okay. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that yeah. out there because. So in one of the stories he was telling, so so we we okay we meet um, Sky first, right? And that kind of happens quick. Yeah. Like you're like you right off the bat, you're you're hit with like an amazing mm-hmm. scene, right? Mm-hmm. Then um, we get into his first telling of meeting Broken Sword and Lady Snow. In this telling, he's trying to say that he he basically pitted Flying them against Snow. each other. Sorry, thank you very much, Flying Snow. Um, uh, he that he kind of pitted them against each other. Uh-huh. Because they were jealous and so forth and so on. He that that's how he was trying to trick the the emperor kind of into it. But um, they have this scene where they defend the temple against his army, and they're shooting arrows. Yeah, dude, that's and so like the, the the I guess like the abbot, right? Like the, the he basically tells everybody to sit down and keep working. And dude, that is you see people get hit and just fall over. You and saw that like, one get hit in the in back the head, of the head, man. <laughs> but that dude, you're just like what. I'm like, is this one of those uh, Titanic, like, and the band played on? It was one of those moments, dude, where it was kind of like, they kept doing it, right? And then um, Flying Snow, right? This is what we're saying. Flying Snow comes out with Nameless, and they basically defend like a million arrows. Like, it was, it was insane, with man. With the robes swinging yes. around. Yeah, and then yeah. I, think, I think Jet Li, Nameless, did it with the sword, mm-hmm. right? Oh, it's beautiful, man. That was amazing. But yeah, that scene where they just sit back down. And they're like, no, continue doing that. Oh, yeah. so awesome. And then we get this whole jealousy thing. And and like the, the um Broken Sword has a she calls him, she calls him her master. So it's his, what would that be? I guess is her proper name for it. Moon or Moon, yeah, Moon. That's his what? A student. Student? Okay. Yeah. So and then this whole thing with Moon and like they supposedly have a romance. So then uh, flying snow gets mad and it's just it, it's it's a, a great story but it shows you how smart the emperor is because he's like right there and this is not even halfway through the movie he's like you're lying they yeah. would never do that you're trying to murder me so that part of it was made up by nameless yes yeah. yes yeah. that's what i'm saying so i think what you're trying to say with the like you can't really trust each scene till later you find out what's true and what's but not it's true. because of the candles that he, well, he says that right yeah, yeah. Yeah, he says by I can tell that your your, your intentions by the whatever. Yeah, but it's yeah. just this emperor's not a he's a he's a smart dude because again he figures it out halfway through the movie. I didn't even figure it out yet, and he Does did. Does he figure it out, or the the candles figure it out for him? Well, he also says that like flying flying um, snow would never be like that. Broken yeah. sword wouldn't be like you know you defeated both yeah. of them when they def- they defended a whole army of mine. Like he kind of was like, dude, they're too good. Yeah, it, like, was, a, it was a and and the and the it, the candles that he said. Yeah, it's implied that. They came in and they there was three thousand soldiers that they that they defeat. Yeah, and so I think that so that whole scene that's the red kind of scene. Um, oh man, Maggie Chung is just beautiful in this movie. The flying snow is is just yeah. amazing. Um, Tony Lung, Tony Lung is also an amazing actor that mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever had an American movie. So super, super producer, producer Steve, check that up. And so Tony Lung comes out in, in kind of crime movies. And so when you get this kind of, this bullet foo, these, these, these gunplay kind of movies. Um, yeah. I, I think, I think that it's, it must be so difficult to be this King because yeah. no one understands it. It's not until the end of the movie that he realizes his mortal enemy, the assassin understands him better than anybody better than 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 his his priests better than yeah. than 
the people that strategize for him. It's it's this is a really good movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, then you talked about it earlier. That fight scene between Flying Snow and Moon in the forest. Oh, it is amazing. It is really good. And it's all because of love and betrayal and there's emotions involved. And oh, man, it's, it's amazing. It goes hand in hand with the <clears throat> with the rain scene where. They make it a point to highlight the the dro- the raindrops off the coming off the buildings. Same thing in this in this scene is not only are they in a yellow forest full of yellow leaves, but the leaves are falling the whole time. Yeah, and they're mm-hmm. they're everywhere, and it just adds that extra effect. And I think this movie benefits a lot from from its CG effects because they're they're really really good that you don't realize that that you're watching a CG effect. Yeah. Right. The, 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 the leaves that churn and yes. become this mm-hmm. vortex that, um, that Maggie Chung attacks, um, Zeng Ziyi with. It, it's, it's the effects and it's the story. Yeah. Because you're, I, I mean, like the way she throws water at her face mm-hmm. when she's asking for the red color, remember? And like, you could tell there's something there. And then when he gets so mad about, um, about, um, how how she was in love with another man because remember she had the piece of his sword or whatever and then like he goes and has sex with her like yeah. it's just there's so much emotion wrapped up into all these fights it's not just like you bumped into me <laughs> like it's 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 or like i'm a better fighter than you it's not even that like which a lot of these movies sometimes are right but it's more of like there's so much more behind every reason why th- these things are happening like, what it's I, pretty cool the other thing i really like about it too is is these stories that you end up finding out are false you 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 see they they do such a good job of telling you how these characters would react to things and how they are that you it makes sense that yeah that doesn't make sense they wouldn't act like this Mm. you know and that and they're able you know they're able to do that in such a short time and um you know it it just they make it work yeah and and I just think that by 2002, um, Chinese cinema has matured to a point where they are incorporating the effects, but they're also incorporating these, these stories. And it's just, it's this perfect blend of both story, of both the ballet that is the wire work and, mm. and the, the martial arts <laughs> technique in this movie. It, There's some scenes with Jet Li. Again, I, I'm always blown away by Jet Li's speed. I just think he's so fast with his movement. And there's one where he, there's a, I think he does it once or twice in the movie, but where he dodges a, like a sword or a spear by like leaning back and flo- and like floating back at the same time. And then he stands up right away. And you're like, if you blink, you miss it. <laughs> yeah. But, and I know it's wires, but I'm like, that's still, you can just tell this man's amazing. I got what he does. You know, it, it's, it's really good. But um, what about the love between the true love? When you find out what really went down between broken sword and, Flying snow. Whew. Like it, it's, they're never going to be apart. Like that, that's one thing they ensured. They're never going to be apart. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a beautiful scene too. Like just this whole movie is just, um, they, they just, they, they do a good job of, it kind of goes back to what I was saying a little while ago is in that short period of time. And just in that scene, the way they put that scene together, you see the intense love they have for each other and what they, uh, although it wasn't the way they wanted it to end, 
that's what they were left with. And they were strong enough to do it that way, to finish it, you know, to get to the same. What does she say? What's, what's the line she says? I'm going to take you home. Yeah. And, or, you know, when she, when you see that and she ends up, you know, driving it through so that she goes with him. Um, yeah, because she told just, him that they do callbacks in this movie, but it's like super cool. It's yeah. not like cheesy. Like it's, it's cause she tells him that when, because he was home, like he, he was, was, yeah, he's, he's, he's like a wanderer. He's just wandering. Yeah. Um, Rogan sort is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, goes into Zhao. I don't, it was a broken sword, broken sword from Zhao. Ooh, I don't know. I, 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 I just, I know that they meet there. Yes. But he, 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 uh, Tony Leung meets Maggie Chung and, um, they promise, they make a promise, right? Like this, this kind of, uh, first love kind of promise. Like we're, we're always going to be together yeah. and we'll finally, we'll make it home. We'll make a home together. And you really see that they they kind of do in this very bittersweet way. It, yeah. Yeah. And and Maggie Chung attacking uh Broken Sword, right? So Snow attacking Sword because she's so angry mm-hmm. that Jet Li didn't didn't complete yeah. his mission, that she he he got into his head and yeah. uh attacks him and and in order for him to prove that he, he loves her and he he knows he was right he sacrifices his own life yeah, and, yeah. and is run through by her sword i mean that's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful scene it's the sacrifice that you have to have for someone to to not just say you know what i would die for you but i am literally gonna die yeah yeah for you mm-hmm. by you yeah that's not yeah by you for sure now what did you guys think of the water fight when he uh, at the end the with, where, where she's with, dead oh yeah on the lake on the lake yeah, yeah flying yeah. on the lake that's yeah. what sorry that's what i mean by the water. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. On flying the on the lake is is visually man amazing um because you know they have wires right but then at some point those wires are going to show up in the reflections in the water so someone has to go out and erase that and then they have to create this beautiful aerial ballet hmm. um and then at some point they they've got a box of some sort where they put the camera in there because you see you see shots of the water like on the horizon yes. of the water and i think the best shot in that scene is underwater shooting up through the water through the surface uh. of the water and seeing them fly over yeah ah so good so good do we have any movies american movies i did not see any american movies on there and if if there is one it's not like a well known well, and this movie. was for what's the, the Tony, actor's name? Tony Leo. Tony. Yeah. And he plays Broken Sword. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So we'll, we'll 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 get some of his movies for sure though because I'm oh there's sure a there's a lot of movies yeah, on here. Not American. He has ninety nine credits. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So that water scene, amazing. Um, we talked about it already, but I'm gonna say it again. The colors in this movie are ridiculous. Like every time they tell the story, they come back with like a different color on. Mm-hmm. Like one time yeah. the story is told it's yeah. blue, one time the story is told it's white, yeah. one time the story is told like it's just it's so so beautiful, such a good movie. Like you're right, like this would be amazing to watch like in freaking like um, huge screen, like you know, like yeah. like just it's so pretty, such a good one. And the story is amazing. Um, if you guys have not watched this, even I would tell you 
let's say you're not a fan of these kind of movies, first off, wow. But second off, no, really, like the story itself, it's a great love story. It's an amazing love story. And, and like John said earlier, they sac- they do the ultimate sacrifice. None of this kind of like, oh, my family doesn't like you. Like, no, nah, man, like they for the love of not just each other, but then also for the love of their of their country and their people, like what the, sac- the sacrifices they make. Yeesh, so amazing. Um, uh, the, OK, so the end of it. Um, you am I wrong? The king didn't want to kill him. No, I, I, Isn't he, he I think he. I think he almost kind of felt like he, he that he had to. No, yes. in a way, but yeah, I don't think he wanted to. Did he not look like he was crying almost when his priests were like, "You have to. He's a traitor. You have to actually yeah. He's a traitor. Yeah, he looked teary eyed. Yeah. Well, heavy, heavy is the head that wears the crown, yeah. right? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, he finally finds someone that comprehends the struggle that he's doing. Um, but the ultimately the priests or the, the people that he surrounds himself with are correct. You have to make an example of, of this person if you want to unite China. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's just so badass that, that the, the king is flanked by what is it? 50, 60 people? Oh, yeah, it seems like a lot. Right? Yeah, no, yeah. This, movie, this movie may have, what is it, six, six <laughs> main characters. Yeah, but there are. It seems Two like billion people are yeah. in this movie. <laughs> it says it says it, it's estimated that eighteen thousand were used as extras in the film. Well, I think half of those were just going up the steps when uh, Namus was walking out of the yeah. temple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. lord, man! And the priests, honestly, like well, in the beginning, side? in the beginning, all those that shoot all the arrows in the very oh beginning. yeah yeah the, the arrows with the hand the arrows with the leg the arrows with man, they had all kinds of arrows they had arrows on arrows dude yeah they were they were ready to go man and yeah then, so um just a quick fun fact the director of this movie directed the opening um ceremonies for the olympics remember when that it was all the chinese guys on the drums yeah mm-hmm. check that out google that okay, okay. the beijing one the beijing okay. olympics Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he directed this, won a Peabody Award for, for the direction of those people. So I can see, not only can he can he direct, you know, Jet Li, can he can direct these actors, but he can direct a very large crowd scene to make it seem it's him seem. Um, I want to see. Epic. I want to see more of his stuff. Here's the thing: he doesn't have that many yeah. martial arts movies. So I wanted to ask, yeah. Um, he has, um, his, his wife is, uh, so Gong Li, um, he cast her in a lot of movies. So there's movies about the cultural revolution. Um, he actually came from, from, um, well-to-do parents. And so the cultural revolution happens and they've sent him, they, the, the communists sent him to go work in, uh, the farm camps. Mm. Uh, and so he then says, you know what? I think I... I like photography, so he he enrolls in school and to the to the Ministry of Culture or whatever the that that office is called. And so he he gets accepted and he starts making these very movies. His first two movies banned in China. Why? Because they are they do not fall within the ideals of of the Chinese government. And so he kind of has to start making these movies that that the censors will allow. And so there's, there's criticism of him in that he, he makes propaganda movies. 
right? Okay. This is from a certain point of view. This movie is a big is a big uh, propaganda piece for for one China, one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the smaller movies, the movies where with Gong Li, with where it's just about um, it's these simple love stories, these very simple stories, and they're so effective, man. Yeah, Raise the Red Lantern is a mm-hmm. is an amazing movie from him. Um, the latter ones, he he also this director made made uh, the Wall with um, with Matt, Matt Damon. Damon, the Great Wall, the Great Wall with Matt Damon, Matt Damon, <laughs> and he made a movie with uh, with Christian Bale with Batman himself, The Flowers of War. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. He recently did another one, uh, maybe two years ago. Did you ever watch that? No, which one? It's called Shadow. No, no, no. I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It looks, it looks pretty interesting. It looks kind of amazing. Really? Yeah. I've never heard of this movie. It came out, so, you know, it, it'll be 4K, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure it looks amazing. Yeah, so imagine, imagine what he's learned from this movie 20 years ago. Yeah. With now new effects. Although those, those monsters that are attacking the Great Wall, not so good effects. <laughs> but that's another story for another time. Yeah, man. So, oh, I see the shadow. Okay, I have to check that out, man. See what's up. But um, no, yeah, he, I be it whatever else he's done, he hit out of the park with this one. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I loved watching it again. I forgot how much I forgot about this movie, but I'm so glad that I remember it because it, it's beautiful. Like I, I, it's just it's so pretty to watch. It's so pretty to watch. And, and you know, and, and I know two different types of movies. Once Upon a Time in China, something different compared to this. But you can see what a bigger budget, um, you know, it, 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 I, I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. And just the fact that one was made in 1990 and the one's in 2002. Yeah. Even 12 years of difference, right? Yeah. But Now, what if I teased, Enrique, ooh. that there's another movie with Jet Li mm-hmm. where he fights Donnie Yen. Okay. Ooh. And this movie is called Once Upon a Time in China. Part two, <laughs> and he's back out, guys. But um, no, can you can you give me another good one for next week? Oh, y'all yeah, excited we, about next week, bro? Got the best it's a movie. completely different movie oh, for next week, but God. we're not there yet. Okay, so but let's get to this point of it. Um, we are now brr, trying to figure out. Uh, or, or well, hold on before I before I say that. Anything else we want to add about this movie? Anything else that you guys remember? I love Moon's character. I just got to throw that out there. She's amazing in this movie too. She's awesome. Um, but anything else on you guys? I think this is a definite watch. If you if you have not seen a Wuxia, a Wuxia movie, um, watch this movie. It it's got flying swordsmen. It's got amazing calligraphy. cinematography, cal- calligraphy going bonkers, <laughs> riding sword. Yeah, this is a must watch. There's so many. There's so many shots in the movie that you could pause and make canvas canvas pictures <laughs> yeah. of and hang them in your like there's so many of these beautiful shots like still shots like that are just stick in your mind mm-hmm. and it's I, just a beautiful movie i feel that zach snyder should kind of watch this movie <laughs> because he zach snyder is an amazing visual visual mm-hmm. artist but he holds too long yeah on certain scenes yeah this shows like it establishes this beautiful shot and then you go it's in best. and it's even more beautiful but yeah. it makes that rewatch, like, again, I hadn't watched it in a while. I started sitting there and I was just like, oh, it just felt good. It's good, yeah. It felt like chicken soup when you're sick, man. It felt like a San Marcos blanket when you're cold. Like, <laughs> it just felt good, you know? Because yeah. it's so beautiful. Now, let me ask you this. Um, 
you actually watched it with English dubbing, yes? I did, yes. Okay. Yeah, I started watching it with the subtitles only, and then um, I did. Do that. you think that helped? What, what do you think? How do you, what, I mean? It didn't hurt it. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Abarca, how did you watch it? Um, I watched it in uh, in Mandarin. Okay, so with subtitles. subtitles, yeah. Okay, subtitles for me too. You know what? Um, subtitles don't bother me. They, they really don't. But, but you you miss you 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 can miss some of these beautiful shots. Man, uh, sorry, I cut you head, off, bro. No, no, it's cool because that's exactly what I was gonna yeah, say. Like yeah. this is a movie where I'm like, oh, <laughs> because looking down to read real quick, I'm like, and I got like I, you're like looking up real fast because you don't want to miss it. Absolutely, because when I started just subtitles, you do miss a lot of it because you're you're paying attention to the words or reading the words. And when I turned, uh, when I did um, the the dubbing, I kept subtitles on just because for whatever, but I, I wasn't paying as much attention to them and I was able to focus more on, you know, what the director's giving you. Mm, okay. And uh, yeah, if you can, I know the HBO Max, didn't yeah hbo max did not have uh uh the audio track well it did but it was a mandarin yeah i just watched it with mm. the subtitles um we yeah but it, it there's there's options out there for sure uh we're in the search of a 4k version of this now because you're right that would probably look amazing you know yeah. i looked it good. up for you but i did not see it still uh, just blu-ray dang it we can find Does somebody hey, know Quentin dark tarantino wave, dark wave y'all we got to go to dark wave to find this thing all right mm-hmm. we can get there but okay so now it is time uh, we are going to try to agree as a group of where we're going to put this. And it, if not, um, a bark and, and my vote go farther anyways. But uh, <laughs> now I'm joking, joking. We've always said we're going to figure it out. This last part of the show where we mash it out. All right. We have um, Stevens. Our list right now, because we don't have to always repeat this, but right now we're small enough to where we can. It consists of Enter the Dragon, 36 Chamber, Bloodsport, and then, because, oh, no, wait. Did we decide Bloodsport at three? Yes. Okay, and then oh yeah, because you guys both agreed to four. I was willing to put put. Look at me. Wow, you're such a good guy. (laughs) Such a good guy. Just like such a good guy. And then at four, we had Once Upon a Time in China. Correct. (laughs) Wow. Okay, so where did this land on the list? I want to go last. Oh, oh, all right, damn. damn. I think think he's getting. Go get your snacks. (laughs) (laughs) Get him a snack. Snack time. (laughs) Give me some meatloaf. Get him his snacks. All right, Abarco. Where would you put this on the list? Uh, I will give this a two. Oh, coming in hot Abarca a two. Yeah, because why I, do you like it more than the Thirty Six Chamber? I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just be, because I feel that um, it's it's ultimately where were the Shaw Brothers Wu Shaw movies kind of lead. This is this is twenty thirty years of of those kinds of movies uh, finally executed on a much larger budget, which much better effects. Um, I, you know, I'm going to always going to have a, a soft spot in my heart for Bruce Lee. So it's kind of hard to top with Bruce Lee <laughs> with yet. five, with only five movies, Not five official it. movies. I get it. Um, I but think it's a two, I think a two, is it a strong two to battle Gordon Liu and the, no, 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 and no, the well, Masters? In, in your, in your head, it defeated Gordon Liu. It, it oh, defeated sure. that, right? I mean, but is it, is it like scratching at Bruce Lee a little bit? No, I think okay. I think I think Bruce is Bruce is always gonna be my number one. Okay, <laughs> Bruce is always gonna be his number one. Um, uh, Super producer Stevens, where would you put this on the list? Oh, of all the ones that we've seen, um, I'd probably pretty pretty high too, just because of the cinematography. Like that really spoke to me because it's a very romantic film. 
Yes. Um. So it'd probably it probably like, I would it. totally go with my wife to watch this at a movie theater to be like, yeah, I mean, like you know. <laughs> yeah. Instead, I'm watching some other crap. But this, I'm in, man. <laughs> yeah, this is a good one. It'd, it'd be it'd be like one or two for me. Ah, okay, interesting. One or two. It was really hard, really hard for me to put it at two, but I totally want to. Um, and, and a lot of it has to do, I, I was trying to think of why, but it's just that that story so beautiful. That, that, that love story is amazing. Then the love story of the people for their country or for their, what they want, want their people to become it's just the love. The love in this movie all around mm-hmm. is amazing. And the colors, gosh, the colors are, I want that, like, if I could have my clothes in that shade of red and blue all the time, that's all I would wear because it's so bright and beautiful. Um, and, and the then, fights are really awesome. And, yeah, I was going to say, and then Jet Li <laughs> just gets down, dude, yeah. like, and, uh, with everybody else. Yep. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a two for me. Um, I think it is scratching, though. I, I do think it's scratching for sure. But, um, yeah, no, nah, it's it's a two for me. Enrique, what do you got? It's a number one with the book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I I appreciate Bruce Lee. I get what he means. Watch your mouth. I get look, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I I have 36 Chamber of Shaolin in front of uh Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dragon already. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's whether or not I like this better than 36 Chamber of Shaolin, and I do. Oh, wow. So it's my number one. Okay. I look, if this was made in 2002, right? It's just going to look better. We get that. I try, I'm trying not to hold that against these other older movies. Yeah, for sure. Just because, I mean, it is what it is, but I just, I think the way the, the storytelling, <clears throat> you know, the visuals, the, the actors, uh, the story, um, I think that with all that, just it's just it's just a more entertaining entertaining film for me. And there was never a moment where I just there's nothing I didn't like about it. So I can't say any of the other ones are are better movies. Um. So yeah, it's it's my number one. All right, it's my my number one. No matter what, it's it's high on everybody's. But on the official list, the only one that matters, it is a two. Okay, all right, that was good. (laughs) Well, we had three two votes and a one, bro. This is how we do it. Um, So, but again, very highly ranked. Um, We also why why did why did I show up for? Why am I here? (laughs) What's the point of this, guys? We so wanted to find watch. out how you liked it. Yeah, and we found out you liked it, so we're good, bro. Um, that's how this works, well, bro. Number one, you're here because we need to redeem Jet Li. Was Jet Li redeemed <laughs> oh, in your eyes? Point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great movie, bro. You know, you know the. So the other thing about this movie is that I was going to say is is not only is he good in all the fight scenes, but the opponents are always good. Yeah. See, with Enter the Dragon, the main guy, he's just he's <laughs> not good. I mean, let's be real. Uh-huh. You know, so just as a whole, this movie is so good. Yeah, you know, it's good. So that's why it's two. Yeah. Uh yeah. So all right. So just remember, guys, on the official list, we still have Enter the Dragon as one, uh, Hero as two, though. <laughs> so um, but a, a very close to, right? I mean, it got a number one vote. It really did get a number one vote. So that that's that's pretty amazing. Um, and I think we got Enrique back on the train, but we're going in a completely different direction next I'm week. So what do you scared. got, Barker? I'm oh, so scared. So next week, folks. Ooh, boy. Oh, 
the Shona. the masterpiece, <laughs> Barry Gordon's Shona. The Last Dragon. Okay, hold on, hold on though, hold on. Just so we can prepare you. I know I'm not gonna prepare you, Enrique. I'm no, 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 say, don't, don't, no, don't, not, don't. All, all I'm gonna say is, within action movies, there's all types of action movies, right? Within romantic movies, romantic comedies, or whatever it is, they're all different types. It doesn't mean one's better than the other. I enjoy. Okay, we're, we'll talk about it. I just gonna stop because I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get into it. You can't talk about it before we watch it. You're right. You're right. You, you know what? Show notes. But, uh, just be real. This is the notebook of of African American martial arts movies. Oh, <laughs> you're talking about that? Okay, it's some all right, bro. It's some all right. Oh man. oh man, this is gonna be so much fun. Oh, good times. All right, so the movie for next week, guys, is The Last Dragon. Um, it's amazing balls. I'm so excited. We'll see you guys next week. But before we go, Enrique, can you let them let us know? Let them know where to hit us up and all that. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Gung Fu Super Bros. Just look us up. You'll find us. Give us a follow. Uh, we're still kind of trying to figure out how we're going to approach our Instagram. So, you know, if you got any input, let us know. You can email us also at Gung Fu Super Bros pod at gmail.com. Um, as we're recording this episode, our first episode just released last yeah. Monday. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. How we got a million people? I don't even know. <laughs> I know for real. I was like, "What is that? That many zeros after that?" Yeah, all major platforms were available. So check us out wherever uh, wherever you prefer. Um, on Apple, leave us a review, uh, a rating if you like. Um, if not, it's okay. We can. If still you didn't be like us, don't leave us a review. If you liked us, please leave us a review. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, uh, reviews and ratings help. So, uh, yeah. you know, don't be shy. But uh, um, yeah. also, if you want to leave us a voice message, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash Gung Fu Super Bros. And uh, you may show up in one of our next episodes. Hey, now. Hey, now. That's awesome. Anything else, Enrique? That's it. All right, guys. Well, we've come to an end of the show. Thank you so much for your time. Please continue to be awesome and spread some love around this world. We need it right now. Again, my name is Ivan. John, let them know what's up. Be good humans, folks. Enrique. See you guys next week. And Super Producer Stevens. Bye. All right. And I'm going to end it like I always do. People give up their lives for many reasons. For friendship, for love, and for an ideal. And people kill for the same reasons. Have a good one, y'all.